Hello everybody! Welcome back to Kinda Radical. This is a fun episode because we're gonna talk about a recent film. You guessed it, Oppenheimer. I'm just kidding. That was an awful joke. We're gonna talk about the Barbie movie today because, oh my god, if you've seen the Barbie movie, like, you know why. I need to talk about it. And if you haven't seen the Barbie movie, there will be spoilers in this, so probably not a good idea to listen. But I would love if you come back after you watch the movie and we can talk about it together once you've seen it. So if you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to spoil it for you. But thank you for being here. I appreciate you all. I hope you're all having a great day and a great summer. Such a good summer. I'm just so happy. I have been riding a feminism high since seeing that movie um so I feel like I'm kind of talking like a Disney princess right now but I'm just really pumped to share my thoughts about this movie but first I actually have lots of thoughts I want to share so Barbie starts with a B and I've recently been thinking about all these other great words that happen they're adjectives all these great adjectives that we need to consistently be using in our vernacular. They also start with a B. I thought it would be great for alliteration to include them today. These are my three words that I would like to personally include more often. Maybe I can squeeze them in today. Okay, my goal today is to say these three words. Bonkers, bogus, bananas. Bonkers, bogus, bananas. All three of those words. Incredible describing words. Delicious adjectives. Bonkers, bogus, bananas. Really, really bump that B. Like a Barbie. Barbie was not bonkers. Barbie is beautiful. Oh, and also the word bozos. If you're like, oh my gosh, you haven't seen the Barbie movie? You are such a bozo, and you just completely disarm anything they were about to say. They are so caught off guard. A bozo? Excuse me? Who are you calling bozo? That's such a bonkers word. That's so bogus of you. Bogus reminds me of my soccer team, because we used to say that sometimes. But bonkers, bogus, bananas, especially said in that order, oh my gosh, that's just mwah, mwah, mwah. Okay. Anyway, let's, that was, that was my additional thought for the day, but we are going to talk about Barbie. I have so many things to say about the movie. I've seen it twice. Um, I saw it the first time with my friends and I cried a lot. And then I went home that night and I was like, mom, I don't, I don't care what we're doing tomorrow, but we need to go see this movie. And she's like, blah, 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 blah. We ended up going to see the movie, and she also really loved it. Um, she also cried. It was so incredible. My friends have called me crying after they've seen it. Um, I can't stop talking about it. It's all over my For You page. I'm reading articles about it. I'm listening to podcasts about it and interviews. It is so good. And the music, oh my gosh. The, the I Am Ken. <laughs> that song, 10 out of 10. The... But what's really a 10 out of 10 is the Billie Eilish song that plays at the very end, What Was I Made For? That's a real tearjerker. Yeah. So 
be prepared to cry if you listen to that song or watch the music video, which is incredible and also so sad. Anyway, let's get started talking about the Barbie movie today. So let's start from the beginning with Ken. (laughs) So Ken, in my opinion, to me, Ken represented masculinity. And I thought this initially because at the very beginning of the movie, it says, like, Barbie has a perfect day every day. And it says, Ken only has a good day when Barbie notices him. So right away, I was thinking of all the boys and all the men that have their whole identity wrapped up in the attention that they get from women. And when they don't get that attention, they feel like they're not enough, they're told they're not enough, or they're shown through media that they're not enough because they're not getting female attention. Even though I would like to point out a classical stereotype would tell you that it is the other way around and that a woman does not feel fulfilled if she does not get male attention. But I see it way more often with men and in this position, Ken, he was really upset that he's not getting the respect that he feels he deserves from Barbie. So he likes Barbie. She doesn't give him attention, which he feels he is owed Simply for being a man, he feels that he is owed that female attention. So he goes into the real world, and he does get attention, and he feels respected. He says, someone even asked me the time, okay? So he feels like he's got respect and the attention that he deserves in the real world. Obviously, he wants it like that all the time, so he goes back to change Barbie Land into patriarchy, and that's how the conflict of the movie begins. But here's the kicker. This is why Ken dominates masculinity. Or, I'm sorry, this is why Ken um, represents masculinity. Ken could not dominate Barbie. She would not let him. Ken felt like he deserved attention from Barbie, and she would not give it to him. So when he found something that he could dominate, he could dominate over Barbie and over other people through patriarchy, He then embraces it and promotes it and changes Barbie Land into a patriarchy. And then he gets the attention and respect that, again, he thinks he is owed simply for for no other reason than being a man. He gets that attention that he really needs. And we see this in the real world all the time, which is why later Gloria says in her monologue that I will be talking about, she says... When a man hits on you, you have to reject his advances politely so you don't hurt his ego. So Barbie hurts Ken's ego by not giving him the attention. So he hurts her back by changing Barbie Land and taking power and turning it into a patriarchy. So Ken represents (laughs) the very toxic side of masculinity. And I think a lot of this... A lot of this happens in the real world that we don't understand. Um, People do very aggressive, violent things. Men, sorry, men do very aggressive, violent things when they feel that they are owed attention from females and they don't get it. That could be anything. It can be sexual assault, rape, murder, um, mass murder, um, shootings, stuff like that. Because they... Feel that they need to get 
female attention. And if they can't dominate a woman through female attention, then they'll dominate her through another way. And often that is seen through patriarchy. Oh, it's so frustrating. Okay, so that's Ken. That's my nice, cute analysis of Ken. Next, I want to talk about Weird Barbie, who's played by Kate McKinnon, and she's so funny. And the whole idea of Weird Barbie is that she was played with too hard in the real world, which is so funny because I had daycare, bar- like Barbies at daycare that were like that. Like their hair was chopped off and marker on their face and they were always naked. Maybe an elbow was out of place or something, you know, so like such a weird Barbie and always in the splits. So funny. Okay. So at first when I saw this movie, there's a part, I think near the end, I don't even, I don't remember this line very well, but Barbie, Margot Robbie Barbie, is laying on the floor face down, and she says to Weird Barbie, like, when you're ugly, or when you're not pretty anymore, people label you as weird, and they don't listen to you. Like, something, that was not really what she said. It was something, like, along those lines. And Weird Barbie says, like, I hear you, sister. So at first, that to me, I understood that as anyone who kind of was labeled a feminist in the real world. You know, you're labeled a feminist and all of a sudden everyone points their fingers at you. She's weird. Don't listen to her. She's ugly. She's a lesbian. Like, you know, like all the classic, like, anti-feminist things that people try to say about the person. So that's what I thought at first. And then I did some digging. And I read this opinion that said weird Barbie kind of represented, um, LGBTQ women in the fight for women's rights and how she's seen as like sort of a woman, but she's weird and she's pushed to the outskirts of society, even though all she does is help women in their fight for women's rights and for feminism. So we see weird Barbie I mean, this, the conflict or the rip in the space-time, the portal, whatever, would never have been fixed if Weird Barbie never told her about it. She helps her through the whole thing and gives her advice and comes up with the plan and has the map and all this stuff, but she's still, like, weird until the very end when she gets her job in the sanitation department. I did read that that was um, improvised, an improvised line. So I think that's an interesting take. I think that could that could really mean something that she's seen as like a lesbian, gay, LGBTQ Barbie, not Barbie person, just kind of pushed to the outside, even though all they want to do is help. I'm going to skip to the end a little bit. So obviously, you know, Ken fucks up Barbie land and whatnot, makes it a patriarchy and just a minute, and then they change it back, and all the women win and everything. But we see Barbie go through all of these emotions with how this goes. Obviously, at first, she gives up, and she's really sad, and then she hears this great pep talk, which I'll get into in just a minute. Um, And then she is, like, super rejuvenated and has this great plan, and they take Barbie Land back. But we see her through that. There's this one point in particular... She's getting her makeup done. Gloria's doing her makeup so she can go trick Ken or whatever. And Barbie looks at Gloria and she says, what if he doesn't like me? Or what if he doesn't like me anymore? Or do you think he'll still like me? And Gloria's like, girl, what? Like, like, he stole your house. 
he brainwashed your friends, he took over Barbie land, and she lists all these things that he's done, and Barbie's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But isn't that the most bogus thing, there you go, number one, isn't that the most bogus thing you've ever heard, that she's, he's done all these horrible things to her, and she's sitting there like, I wonder if he still likes me. Like, after all this stuff, I wonder if I'm still good enough for him, even though he's horrible, if I, am I still good enough? It reminded me actually of, um, what's that book? Oh, it ends with us and it starts with us by Colleen Hoover, really famous books lately, but well, this is kind of a book spoiler, but she divorces her husband, he beats her, whatever. And then she's constantly like, has to remind herself why she divorced him. And she makes this list, like he hit you. He pushed you down the stairs. He bit you. And so she's still, like, all of these things happen to her and she still has to remind herself. And so that just reminded me of this scene. All these things, Ken did all these awful things to Barbie and her friends in her um, home in Barbie land. And Gloria still has to remind her, like, you are fine and his gaze does not determine your worth. Okay, anyway. So we see her go on. Um, obviously the, the Kens come back and, and he's like, is it just me or did these Mojo Dojo Casa houses get a little more dreamier? Which I laughed at in theaters twice and no one else laughed at it. I thought that line was really good. <laughs> um, so he runs, he runs up into Barbie's bedroom and he's crying on the bed and Barbie runs after him. She gives him this great pep talk and he's crying and just like being an asshole and she finishes and she's like, you need to learn how to be yourself and by the way, Ken, I'm sorry. I apologize for, for leading you on. Which she did not, by the way. She did not lead him on. He just felt he deserved the attention. So Barbie apologizes to him for leading him on. And he does not apologize. He does not say, I'm sorry for brainwashing your friends for stealing your house, for ruining Barbie land for just a second. Mm -mm. No apology. So she says, I'm sorry. And then gives him one hell of a pep talk about who he is and finding himself and getting him back on his feet again. And he doesn't say thank you. And he doesn't say, I'm sorry. He definitely does not say, I'm sorry. So what we're seeing is he made a mistake. The girls fixed it. He didn't apologize. She did for something she didn't do. And then he didn't say thank you for any of it, which is talked about in the monologue that I keep referencing. She says, we do everything and we get no medal and no, no, or we answer to men's behavior. We receive no medal. We don't even get a thank you. Like it's too hard. So just a great example. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> oh, there's also another opinion piece I read that I want to mention now um, that said, it was like, even in, even in Barbie land, like the men, the Kens, sorry, the Kens were not treated as well as they should have been. Obviously they did not have the same level of respect or power. And yet there was a clear difference between the Ken's treatment in Barbie land and women's treatment in the real world. 
And the clearest difference that I would like to focus on right now is that there was no sexual um, aggression, I guess. Margot Rob Barbie, sorry, Barbie felt, she said right when she got into, onto the beach, like an undertone of violence. She felt self-conscious with an undertone of violence and she was constantly being hit on and the police officers were awful to her. They said like, she looks even better without, with more clothes on. I can imagine more like just clear sexual, um, like clear sexual aggression. That did not occur to the Kens in Barbie land. That was not taking place. So even if they did have a lack of power, they were still not seen as sexual objects, which women are in the real world. And to be honest, I, I just don't see that occurring in a matriarchy. There's a difference. Masculinity focuses a lot on sex and dominating over females and sexual aggression that femininity does not <laughs> and I in no way do I see a matriarchy objectifying men in a sexually aggressive way and yet I cannot see a patriarchy without that so I just thought that was an interesting point the Kens were not treated as sexual objects as the women were, even though it was supposed to mirror matriarchy and patriarchy from the real world to Barbie land. Okay, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Maybe actually no one's been waiting for it, and I'm just excited, but I'm going to read the monologue that Gloria gives near the end of the movie. Um, in this moment, Barbie's really sad, and she's given up, and she doesn't feel like she can keep going and fighting the patriarchy that Ken has imposed. Gloria and Sasha come back, and she's talking to Barbie, and Barbie looks up at her with no confidence, and she's crying, and she says, I don't feel pretty anymore, and I'm not as smart as the other Barbies. And she like goes on to compare herself, like, I can't, what did she say? I'm not the president, I can't fly a plane, like, something like that. So she's comparing herself to all of her other friends and all the other women. The smart, the smarter Barbie, smarter in quotations. We've all been there and compared ourselves to other people as much as we try not to, we do. But there's this idea here that's being shown that says kind of like, unless we're the best at something, we're not good enough. And us as women, we have to go above and beyond just to prove ourselves as being able to hang or just as being able to do it we have to go above and beyond exceptional just to be okay just to be accepted and so gloria says in this monologue she says we can never fail it's constantly held against us but i was wondering is it held against us by other people or is it held against us more by ourselves because then, because Barbie says all these comparative things and then Gloria knocks them all down because obviously they're not true and we're, we so clearly see that. But in your own mind, when you're comparing yourself to other people, you see it with such a different vision. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read this monologue. Um, there is a good chance 
that I will get emotional reading this monologue. I actually have not read it out loud yet because I am nervous too, but I'll go ahead and read it now. It is literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart, and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like, we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin, and you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane, but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood, but always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard, it's too contradictory, and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. So now I'm crying. <laughs> that is so powerful. And I mean, it seems like not a good enough word to say relatable, but I, it is that word it is very relatable and I don't think one woman can probably say that she hasn't experienced at least one of these contradictions on here or seen the hypocrisy about what it is to be a woman and she just said this so well and it's written so well um I had heard that this monologue was worked on by both America Ferreira and Greta Gerwig who is the writer and director of the movie. They worked on it together for, I think it was like nine months or something. And they would send each other things like video clips or audio clips or newspaper clippings, um, things that they felt like resembled what they want to talk about in the monologue. And also a lot of it was based off of a, um, a journal entry that America had written before they started filming this movie. So it was her own words that fueled this. And I read that it took about 30 takes to get it on film or however they wanted it. I don't know how film works. It took 30 takes and everyone was crying. Even like all the men on set were crying, she said. Margot Robbie, they like wasn't even on camera and she was crying. And she, someone said to her like, you don't have to be crying. You're not in this shot 
And she's like, I can't stop crying. <laughs> That's how I felt after seeing it. I just couldn't stop crying. It was very powerful. The very ending of the movie is the last piece I want to talk about with Ruth Mattel, who is the creator of Barbie and the CEO of the company for a while. But she is she comes in and takes Barbie and they have a talk and Barbie says, like, I want to be a human. She says, like, I can't let you do that without letting you know what it's like. And then they take each other's hands. Barbie closes her eyes and this amazing song starts playing in the background. <laughs> um, and she sees all these videos of um, little girls playing and little girls with their moms and little girls with their grandmas and family members and sisters and then she opens her eyes and says yes like yes I want to be a human I want to experience that and it's a very sad moment um this part reminded me of something I had seen I think on TikTok like a while ago I don't know if it was like a trend but it was just something people were probably a trend I guess it was like we were girls together but now we're women apart and the more I thought of that like it's so simple but this whole movie kind of made me think of that um just because as a little girl I played with Barbie so much but there are so many girls that I am so separated from now and I don't think about them often but of course wish them nothing but the best but that last part just those memories like being a girl is so special and the fairy houses and the dressing up and the playing with Barbie dream houses my childhood best friend had a Barbie dream house we played with it a lot. I thought it was so cool. Um, and now we're such separate women, but those memories we share so specifically with each other, and it doesn't matter who comes into my life and who leaves it, but I will always have been a girl with her. And that makes me very emotional. Um, it's kind of a silly thing to be emotional about, but... A few months ago, I was in Zion National Park, and my boyfriend and I went on a hike, and there were these two families that were there together, and the two families, each one had a little girl, probably around the same age, I'd say eight or nine. The families were all looking around at the top of this hiking point, this lookout, and these two little girls were sitting in the dirt, and they were eating Doritos, and they had sticks in their hands and they were drawing in the dirt and I like kind of watched them play for a second and they were like look what I'm drawing and like laughing about it and the other one was like how do you eat Doritos like I usually lick off the the powder first and the other one's like I put the whole thing on my mouth first she shoves it in her mouth and they start giggling so hard and it's it did make me emotional in the moment, but even thinking about it now, it does again. Because they will not remember that moment 
when they're older. That is so normal for them to talk to each other about how they eat Doritos. But at one point, it will be their last time that they do that, and they sit in the dirt and draw together. And they will likely grow up and grow very far apart from each other, but they will always have memories as girls together. And it's so sad. So <laughs> this movie just made me think about that a lot. Um, oh, this is just so bananas that I am crying right now. <laughs> That's two words. I think the word I forgot to use was bonkers, but maybe I'll get it in. Anyway, the, the last part of the movie just reminded me of that. Um, I'm sure that there are lots of things that I've missed in this very quick personal analysis of the movie. Um, things I've said could just be so completely different from what the director had intended them. However, that is how I interpreted them through my feminist lens. Um, I think that movie is probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. And so just in the way that it impacted me, um, and was so reassuring to see that the things that I care about and that I do are a big deal and they're making thing they're making their way into huge huge productions that so many people will see and whether they understand it or not it's start it's starting to seep into brains all over that that is something and that is real and that what I say on this silly podcast like does have meaning um the last thing I want to say is I oh I don't even know this one I might have also seen this on TikTok I swear I'm not on TikTok a lot they just like sometimes have some really great feminist things that I like to share um yeah I did see this on TikTok and it said this is such a girl summer the Barbie movie's coming out America Ferreira is in the Barbie movie the women's world cup is going on um, it had a few other things, I can't remember. But this is a very good summer, and additionally to that list, I'd like to add that the Kinda Radical podcast is out talking about feminism, and this means so much to me, and it is such a good time to be a feminist. So, again, thank you for listening. P go watch the Barbie movie again if you've already seen it. If you haven't, I hope you didn't get mad that I spoiled the whole movie for you through this episode. Thank you for listening, and goodbye!